Thank you for joining us today at A View Beyond the Ordinary. I'm your host, Jolene Lenz. I interview some courageous souls who share their extraordinary story with the goal of helping us pursue our bliss. Let's get started and tune in. Thank you all for joining today. And today we actually have a familiar guest. Lisa Haas is joining us. Lisa and I have known one another for a number of years. And Lisa, I'm delighted you're here. And for those viewers that don't know you, can you share a little bit about yourself and your background? And welcome. Thank you so much, Jolene. It's really wonderful to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Quick background. I have a rather eclectic background. I started in the restaurant industry when I was young. I worked there till I was 30 while I was finishing up school here and there. Um, I also did some floral design. I worked in a greenhouse, you know, whatever it took to make ends meet. Then once I graduated from college, I was just shy of 30 years old. I actually went into sales at that stage and I went into sales training, sales development, business development for print, radio, newspaper. So some traditional marketing tools out there. And I ended up in payroll, which pretty much burned me out of all things sales. So I had a dream to start a business one day. And so I took a leap of faith and created a marketing agency and specifically focused on social media. So I did that for a handful of years. Then I went back to school because I got bored and got a master's degree in leadership and relaunched a business out here in the marketing strategy world. And I do some instructional design. Thank you, Lisa. I love your story. And I love the story about a pivotal moment you had. And I believe you were out in nature where you really just had this really profound message come to you. And part of of you beyond the ordinary is really to showcase those extraordinary intuitive type experiences that I believe we may be led down a certain path towards more of our heart's calling. Can you maybe share a little bit about how that occurred? I am happy to share with you. I was, as I mentioned, in a payroll position in sales, which was very high volume, high stress, hero to zero type of environments every month. I didn't enjoy the work, but I wasn't sure what to do next in the world. And then my mother passed away suddenly in her early 50s. I went to her funeral and then came back. And then as I went back to work, I started to get sick every morning before I'd go to work, like coughing and literally getting physically ill before I'd go to work. And my intuition was solidly telling me I was done being in sales. If I wasn't going to stop, my body was going to stop me. So I had a physical reaction along with this intuitive knowing that I had to do something else. So I picked up a favorite book of mine called The Thank You Economy by Gary Vaynerchuk. And my partner, now husband, and I went out into the woods, went camping for the weekend. And I was reading the book and just felt so disappointed about everything that felt wrong in the sales world. And that book was all about being in gratitude to your world, being in gratitude to your customer, moving forward with gratefulness versus some of the other things that you might find in the sales world. And I'm reading this chapter that was all about like, show people you're grateful and they will come to you. And I literally stood up and was like, yes, that's what I really want to do in this world. I want to share people a message of gratitude they can put into their marketing and sales world that feels more organic and authentic and a little less used car salesman. No offense to my lovely used car salesman out there. 
But that kind of feeling of sales is sort of this dirty profession. Instead, I wanted to reintroduce gratitude into everything that we do. And so it was just this profound moment. I immediately knew I am going to go back and create a social media company because that was a great place for people to be able to share a message of gratitude. Incredible. And did any synchronicities or things begin to happen once you made that decision? Do you feel like the stars kind of started to align or what was your experience in that area? It's really impressive when I look back. That was 2009. It's 2023 now. And I look back at the synchronicities. The minute I said yes, I picked up six clients and an intern within like six weeks. It was like amazing. The world was standing there waiting for me to just say yes to my intuition, to say yes to the opportunity. Even though I had never run an agency, I'd never had employees, I had never really worked for myself. There was some fear in there. How am I going to make my paycheck? How am I going to pay for my rent and groceries? But I knew I had to do something else. And it was just amazing how the road met me as I put my foot out to make my first step onto this new path. It was really impressive. Isn't that so encouraging to those listeners out there to know that when we take the step in that leap of faith, that believe it or not, there is this amazing, fortuitous, a line of events that starts to occur. At least it's been my experience. And that's part of the reason I do the podcast, Lisa. So thank you for sharing. Because I love to just find out what everybody's experience was. And on the note with your experience, what was one of the greatest lessons since you've been self-employed a number of years? What lesson would you like to share with the listeners that you've learned that you know, okay, I don't want to repeat that. And this is something incredible I got out of it. That's a good question. I'm going to have to solidly say, listen to yourself. I'm going to tell you the story of the end of my business, because that was just as profound as the beginning. I stood up in the forest and said, this is what I'm going to do next. And I walked this walk of educating people in social media back in days when social media wasn't for profit. It was just being invented. So we were connecting to ourselves in a whole new way. Then the social media world exploded full of noise, misinformation, negative, trolling. It became a kind of a toxic environment, 2015, 2016. And I went on a vacation for two weeks to go see the full eclipse that happened in North America. And all the way home, I, I cried. And I was like, why am I crying? What is wrong? Why do I not want to go back? to the thing I had created myself. This was of my own creation. And I realized at that moment, I was done with that part of the journey. And that the reason why I was crying is I was both mourning the fact that I was done with that part of the journey. I was crying because I knew there were some difficult steps that were going to be in front of me and that they were going to be necessary. And I was crying out of relief that I didn't have to do that thing anymore. And so it was just this Listen to the emotions that arise instead of dismissing them or placing them outside of yourself. Listen to the message that is involved in those emotions. And I use that guidance even to this day. If there's an emotional rise, immediately I stop and say, all right, what's in my immediate sphere? What's in my near sphere? What is it here that feels out of balance, out of homeostasis? And then I review and I make adjustments. I love that story. And you know what? Basically, you're saying learn to trust yourself. So you've really learned to trust the inner guidance that you're receiving, it sounds like. And you pay attention. And I noticed you said that you actually physically got ill when you were with paychecks. 
know, doing payroll sales. Mm-hmm. So our bodies, in a way, do really try to tell us, don't they? They really do. And that instance at payroll where I was getting sick before I went into work was telling me I was no longer in alignment with who I am and who I was becoming. And instead of waiting to get sick, that next opportunity when I'm crying on the way home was, let's deal with this now before this becomes a disease, a dis-ease. Let's deal with this emotion now and really see what hidden gem is in there. And you're right, it's about trust. And that didn't happen overnight, right? I was in business for myself for almost nine years in that organization. And that evolution of trust yourself is what comes over time of working for yourself. So the opportunity, it sounds like you realized then from the lesson learned is you let that business go, that part of that business go, the doing the social media. So I'm curious, what's next on the horizon for you? Yes, that's a great question. You know, I'm living a little bit of a dream. And so my personal life is a little bit more of that focus, but I'll talk professionally first. After I left my own organization, I closed, I shuttered the doors. I let the employees find a new bus to ride on. And I went out and got a J-O-B part-time doing some marketing for a marketing company so I could really feel confident in the knowledge that I had around this world, which I very much did. I could prove everything, not just social media, but all things marketing. And I found I was bored. So I went back to school. And those two years were all about feeding my soul with new knowledge were how do I get even more trust and confidence in myself to raise my prices, which was really necessary because I realized that money was merely a flow of energy I put out into the world and it was my return back. And that the more I leaned into really feeling confident about my finances, that the more I would reap back as a reward. And my master's degree just sort of helped me move to that space. It didn't hurt that we were in a pandemic and I was able to also sock a lot of money away into a bank account. I was considered an essential employee because I worked for a marketing company that did direct mail in alignment with the Postal Service. In the middle of the pandemic, I left that organization, didn't find myself to be in congruency with their belief systems. So I decided to step away and literally hung my shingle back out again and said, trust yourself, Lisa, put it out there. You're going to be a marketing strategist this time. And you're going to take this master's knowledge that you've learned and you're going to expand to help people learn, which is what I've always been passionate about. Expand into more teaching roles, expand into more mentorship environments, coaching, leadership, which is what my master's was about. So I took my marketing knowledge and I attached it to my new knowledge about teaching and learning, and I became an instructional designer. So I now build courses with a brand voice in place. So it fits into my marketing world. I also then got an opportunity to teach adjunct professor at the University of Denver. So I have this lovely marriage of marketing strategy, coaching clients, building classes and teaching classes that gives me all that I need to actually do what's next, which is travel. I'm going to do my job. I can do it from anywhere. And I'm going to travel the world and see the rest of the planet. I almost got the United States done. Let's go see what else the world has to offer. Great. So that is probably where it ties into your personal world. You are utilizing this opportunity to travel and have adventure. You bet. And I've been traveling constantly since I got that degree. I've been traveling constantly since I rehung my shingle. And all of it is because I was willing to ask for more of the world, ask for more of the clients, 
even so, I'm looking at my client base now and kind of discerning what is it that's on purpose? And if it's not on purpose, then it probably doesn't belong inside of the cachet of things that I do. A little bit of that's left over from my social media agency where it felt a little bit like we were just posting stuff online and there wasn't a lot of purpose behind it. And I dedicated at the end when I shut that business, I was going to be on purpose from here forward. So that's really the marriage of happening between professional and personal life where they've now merged with one another and I get to pick and choose every day where I'm at and what I'm doing. My goosebumps have appeared again, Lisa, which I love a sign of truth there, but especially feeling like you are living on purpose. What a better gift to work in a position or for yourself and really design it that way. So that's incredible. Thank you so much. You know, I came from a pretty... Oh, as we all do, we all come from these dysfunctional little stories in our life. I had some mental illness in my family and not a lot of stability and not always a lot of encouragement. So it's just important to know that at at my middle age of sorts, I took all of that knowledge and used it to build the resiliency and the strength and the courage that it takes to step out and be completely on purpose. What an alignment, too, with my topic. This next month or two is on the topic of courage. So if you were going to impart one lasting message with the listeners, and I guess it's going to be a two-part question, what would you advise them to do in terms of courage? Obviously, you talked about fear. You had some fear. You did it anyway. So anything specific to courage? And then what do you think the world could use more of? Okay, so on the first question of courage... My best advice is challenge your limiting beliefs. If you think I can't do this, I would encourage you to sit back, take a journal, go for a walk and challenge yourself. And one of the things I learned in school was that we work to try to prove ourselves right, not wrong. And so I would challenge your audience. Don't prove your limiting beliefs right. Prove them wrong. That is what courage means in that Instead of, I'm not good with computers, well, that might be a limiting belief. What if you were good with computers? What would that look like? And dream a little because you never know what you're stopping yourself from doing versus what the world is stopping you from. And I think we stop ourselves way more than the world stops ourselves. I agree fully. So that's my courage statement, right? Challenge those limiting beliefs and break through them and have the courage to do so. What the world needs a little more of. So when I was a child, this was my beauty queen question, right? They always ask you if you had a mic in front of you and you were at a beauty contest. I won't stereotype much there with women, but what would be the one thing you'd want for the world? And everybody always said world peace. Even as a child and to this day, I just want everyone to just be a little bit more aware of one another. Be a little more aware of that comment you make, that tweet you put out, that social posts you put that political statement you make, those assumptions that you put out, just pause for a moment and think, who's around me? What are these other people? When I'm driving down the road, notice there are five other cars on the road. And that if we all just do that and become a little more considerate of one another and the fact that we're all on a journey together and that we're not in it alone and if we pay attention to that sphere, I think all of us will rise to the tide, so to speak, with just remembering that there are other people on the planet besides yourself. Wow. 
Great message. And you know, it really comes down to what I'm hearing you say as well, is just being present. Really being present. And how many of us truly do that? It, it really takes practice, I found, to not be thinking about what you want to do tomorrow or, oh my gosh, what you did yesterday, but really just focused on what is right here with you this moment. You know, I was literally writing a blog yesterday about listening skills. And they say the first listening skill to truly master is to not be thinking of your response while the conversation is happening so that you truly are present. What a gift to stop for a moment and pause and think about what you just said after you said it instead of while you're saying it. So we're not adding in filler information. That's a present tool. The other thing I love to do, go around for a day and eye contact and smile with every person that you meet. It'll amaze you, first of all, how amazing you feel. And number two, how many people all of a sudden are startled by the fact that they're seen and recognized because it's so rare nowadays. Thank you for sharing that. I love this. And I'm going to give that a go, everybody. Let's make that a challenge today. Let's go around and start with smiling and looking at everybody and making eye contact. And other great advice, Lisa, in terms of really questioning your limiting beliefs and look at allowing a, a roadblock that you didn't even know is there. So Lisa, it's always a delight. I learned so much from you. And just so everybody knows, Lisa is the one that helped me when I had my mining recruitment business do social media. So I'm delighted we still interact and we do webinars together periodically. Hopefully we'll be doing another one soon in the world of marketing and LinkedIn. And for all of you out there who want to reach out to Lisa, I will certainly make sure I share her information in the show notes. And Lisa, thank you for being here today. Such a pleasure. Betcha, Jillian. It's always wonderful to see you and always lovely when I get a goosebump or two out of you. Yay. Let's always aim for those goosebumps, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks for joining. Thank you all for joining us in this journey today. We are so grateful that you're here. And if you would like to connect to one of the guests, I always share their information in the show notes on my website, which is jolenelens.com. That's J-O-L-I-N-E-L-E-N-Z. And don't forget to also subscribe to the podcast. I'd certainly appreciate that. And I'm wishing you all much joy and fulfillment in your path ahead. Cheers, everybody.